Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Access Podcast. We are so happy to have you with us, and thank you again for tuning in. Right now, we are going to be talking with Bethany on today's episode of Access Testimonies. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Access Podcast. We are here with Bethany with Sync, and we're just going to be talking. We're just going to be chatting a little bit. Bethany, welcome. How was your weekend? My weekend was very good. I went to the beach, spent some time in the sun, and then spent some time with family yesterday. So pretty overall, very relaxed and zen weekend. Pretty chill weekend. For those of you who don't know, Bethany lives really far away. Yes, it's an awful long drive, but I love living in the country. And it's, Where do you live exactly? Let the, let the I, viewers know. Yes, I live in Caledonia, Alto area. So backcountry woods is where I grew up and where I currently live. Okay, okay, awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background to your story here. Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit about myself, about my journey with the Lord and what that looks like. Uh, I grew up in a Christian household. Pretty basic middle class, went to church every Sunday, had small group, but had a pretty kind of warped view of like who God was. Like I'd pray for him, like if I needed something or if I wanted to get out of something, I think we can all uh, agree to that at some point in our lives. And that was basically how I lived my life until I was in my later teens. But growing up, it definitely was a, you go to Sunday, you go to church. That's just what you did. I never had a relationship with him. Um, but that's basically like my beginning view on who God was. Tell us about like that come back to Jesus moment. Like when did it really shift for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of like a back, back story leading up to that. Some of like the obstacles that kind of stood in my way. Um, I had a major identity crisis growing up. I really didn't know who I was because I didn't have a foundation on who God had called me to be or who I was supposed to be as his daughter. So I did theater a whole lot when I was growing up. That was, that was my thing. And I really put my identity in that. That's what I lived my life for. So I basically put that as an idol in my life, for lack of a better term. So when I didn't have that foundation of like the faithfulness of God, the trustworthiness of God, I started looking to myself to fulfill those things. So that led to a very like black and white sort of thinking of, okay, I just need to be perfect. I need to perform. This is just what I need to do. And obviously that led me nowhere. I became a very angry and frustrated person at the world and at myself. That led to me having a lot of control issues. And that led to having a illness called anorexia, which is basically, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's where someone intentionally starves himself, either for punishment or for control or whatever that may look like. So I was at the lowest of my lows, basically given a couple months to live. Wow. And yeah, and then I had my come to Jesus moment again. I was in my room after a long day and was sitting on the edge of my bed and just done, was very weary and was just done with life in general. And I'm sitting there and had a whole bunch of like negative thoughts going through my head like normal at the time. And there was another thought that came in that was so not me. So I knew it couldn't have come from me. I knew it had to come from the Lord. And he said, don't give up. I'm not done with you. And that was so transformational in my life. And while it was like a catalyst for a turning point, it definitely took many more months and years of 
good discipleship, good Christian mentoring, lots of therapy to get me to the place where I am today. So just because I feel like so often people can think that their testimony is less valid than someone else's if it's not as good. Definitely, definitely. Uh, That can stop a lot of people sharing. And just because it wasn't like an instantaneous healing or thought process shift doesn't make it any less intentional or impactful for other people. So that was definitely a big thing for me coming out and sharing my, you know, my salvation and kind of coming back to Christ was it wasn't all this like one and done boom, which is like not with any other Christians. We all still go through our stuff even after we're saved. So that was definitely something that I had to get past with sharing my testimony was no one's ever going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Pastor Jake isn't perfect. No one's perfect. But all we can do is just use our testimony to point people back to Christ. Like, that's the point of it. Definitely. What what was it like for you in that moment when you first heard God speak that over you? It was weird. It was very weird because I had gotten into the habit of this is just the way my mindset is. I just speak negative things over myself. Like, I'm not worthy. I'm inadequate. I'm never going to measure up to anything. And to have him come in and basically rock my world was the most insane thing. And I couldn't really comprehend it all at the time. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And it wasn't until afterward where I was spending time with Holy Spirit and really asking, okay, like, when have there been times where you've really shown up, like in big, big ways? And it was like he he highlighted that moment. He spotlighted that moment. And looking back on it, I can see that that was a major shift in who I was as a person, but also who I was as his daughter in the kingdom. Definitely. What did it look like for you to like keep walking that out, like to continually go back? Because me knowing you, you're like one of the most devoted people that I've ever known. You get up at 4.30 in the morning and like sometimes I'm still awake at that point. Like, oh, Bethany Wissick (laughs) has created another Bible image. And I'm just like, wow, this girl is dedicated. So what did that process look like for you to continually just get up and stay devoted to getting in the word, hearing God's voice, you know, even getting up super early. What does that Mm -hmm. look like for you since that moment until right now? Yeah, absolutely. One of the major things was I was talking to Nick Mayo a lot and about really establishing a morning routine. Um, And for me, a major aspect of that was getting into prayer an intentional prayer, not just like before meals, like, thank you, Lord, for this food. Let us keep our focus on you in Jesus name. Amen. But dedicating intentional time during the morning to say, okay, Lord, I'm putting you as my priority and I'm focusing on you. Like it says in the Colossians, like we're we're setting our mindset on higher things. I'm setting my mindset on him and really inviting Holy Spirit in to overflow me and guide me through the day. That was a major point. And also like getting into the word. I feel like it's so simple, but it's so missed out on so often of the time of, I don't have time to do this or I don't know what I'm doing but getting into the word because his will is his word. So if I'm like, hey, I don't know like what God's will is on this situation of like, for me, it was like being healed. It's like, I don't know what his will is. Well, if you go into his word, he says, you know, I, by Jesus stripes, you will be healed and making sure that you're understanding the promises of what he's saying. That was majorly transformable. And are there days when I wake up and want to go back to bed 
absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's i don't know why the bed just seems so much more comfortable when right. you're just about to wake up exactly uh but it's just it's holding yourself accountable and and holding yourself to that personal integrity even when no one else is looking definitely did you have anybody that was able to like help you with that process kind of keep you accountable or were you really just like driven to do it yourself uh, definitely during the beginning stages was right during the start of the discipleship program that we have going kind of through access. And there was uh, a couple people, Nick Mayo uh, and a couple others that would get up around the same time as me. So it was always interesting going on the Bible app of seeing, oh, look, Nick's up. He's like he's in Philippians and so-and-so is up and they're in Timothy. And it's just really encouraging to see that. And it's also interesting when you get a text message like from Alex saying, really, you're up this early? It's like, <laughs> man, I need to go to bed. And it's like, oh, goodness. But it's all, it's all, it's all good stuff and it's a journey. And again, no one's perfect, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I know that you kind of have like your own website where you kind of like do some poetry and share some of mm-hmm. the experiences that you've had. Has that helped you reach people? What does that look like and how does it like help you? Does it help you vent or I don't really know exactly. I've read yeah. some of the stuff. It's like really, really heavy and like really like very expressive of you. And not a lot of people are like willing to put themselves out there like that. But I've really enjoyed it. So share us, uh, share with us a little bit about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I'm surprised you even know that that's out there. That's <laughs> like, wow, that blows me away. Uh, Yeah, definitely my website, Expedition Healthy. I started it more as a recovery platform for my eating disorder, and it's really shifted over the years into more of a way to be more kingdom-minded. My viewpoints on minimalism and just veganism and a lot of different things, but the way that God works is so interesting because so often we view it as if it's not like 100% like Bible-based, then it's like not going to reach everyone. And he really shifted that perspective for me with even the the different subjects that I have that aren't 100% like biblically based, like minimalism per se. I He shows up in so many ways through that where I've had people reach out and I've been able to, you know, preach the word to them, show the gospel, show Jesus's love to them through that. And that's definitely been a way for me. I love writing. That's something that I love to do. Um, And that's been a way that he has brought truth into a lot of things where I'm able to get thoughts out of my head and onto paper and really view it as, okay, is this really truth from God or is this my own opinion of myself or this situation? And that has been able to uh, reach so many people around the world, like got people reaching out. I think I had someone from all over, like the UK, Canada, some people in Asia that reached out and it was just like, what the world? Like, God, you're so good. Like this was just supposed to be like, just like a me thing to kind of just lay my thoughts out and you're using it for so much more than I could ever imagine. Um, Yeah. I think, I think of the song, I think it's more than I could be by Danny Gokey. And he does that. He's like, where I could only reach a few people like God can make that reach more than I could even think of. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. That was, I was not expecting that. (laughs) So from that moment when God was speaking over you Mm -hmm. and your journey, you know, getting up every morning, where do you think that God is leading you? Have you done any like, because I know when I went through the discipleship program, we had like dream sessions with God. Mm -hmm. Um, What does that look like for you to hear from him? Where does you think that he's going to be taking you in the next step of this process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably this goes back two years ago, which we were able to 
bring back up in the discipleship program in the in the dream sessions but he put on my heart when I was having quiet time with Holy Spirit I was asking okay Lord where do you want me to go and I know that's not the end all be all we shouldn't just ask like hey Lord like what do you want me to do like we can be major impacts wherever we are um because we host the Holy Spirit but in that quiet time I was like hey where do you want me to go I'm no I'm not supposed to be in the U.S. forever I knew that from like seven years old Oh, wow. All the way back. All the way back to seven years old. I was like, I want to be a missionary, and that's what I want to do. Uh, but in that quiet time, he really put on my heart um, Korea, the Republic of Korea. And like any sane person, my first reaction was like, uh, no, that's like not where I was wanting to go with that. Like I knew I wanted to go, but I had no idea where Korea was even on the map. I was like, some over by China, by all the Asian countries. Uh, and I really put that on the back burner for quite a few months because it's, it's that fear of the unknown. It's that fear of this is way outside my comfort zone and not obviously not in my control. And it wasn't until I relinquished some of that control and really surrendered saying, hey, I'll start letting you have a little bit more control like we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be in surrender to God. Um, but it wasn't until that moment that doors started opening, different connections were made. Uh, and the peace of God really fell on that decision of, wow, I think Korea is really where I'm supposed to go in the future, whether it be for a season and then he moves me elsewhere or is it supposed to be for long term? I don't know. And I'm resting that contentment in the I don't know because that's very hard for me as a type A person of wanting everything to be laid out. And Alec, you know this, like, hey, I want like schedule and layout and itinerary. Yep. And having that be where it's not the case, um, it's it's growing for me and it's challenging for me. And yet there's still that peace that comes over it that transcends all that I could think of or imagine. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's for it's, those it's, of you who don't know Bethany, she's very planned. She's very organized. Everything is to a T with the times. It's very descriptionized that's not even a word but it's very there's a full detailed description of everything that is to be done and when it is to be done so yeah it's really amazing you know that it's god when you have peace about uncertainty <laughs> just knowing who you are oh my that's goodness awesome it is it is it's an it's an in, it's an insane journey because even going in bringing it back to the discipleship program which listeners if you haven't figured out what the discipleship program is, please reach out to Nick Mayo or me or Alec. We'd love to share with you because I can speak for both of us in saying that it was truly transformational in our lives um, in a lot of different ways. But um, I bring it back to that and saying kind of dreaming with God and having that longer focus, making sure that your prayers are specific because going into the program, I had one friend that was all that I had. That was all that I was willing to open myself up to. And coming out of it, I can definitely say I have a handful of people that I could go to in a time of need, in a time of just having fun. So that's just like been another huge way God has worked in my life is just in the subject of friends and having a community and having that unity. Because as someone who is uh, quite an introverted person, and Alec can attest to this, uh, it's, it's hard for me to get out and go, but being intentional of saying, okay, wow, this is important to grow and develop as a person and be strengthened by other people in Christ is so, so, so important because your future is determined by like, like the 10 people you keep around you and how vital that is. 
Yeah, you are who your friends are for sure. Yeah. You are who your friends are. Yeah. That that's is how true. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I can speak from personal experience. The discipleship program was absolutely transformative. So let's talk about that because that's a, you guys just got out of that, just finished mm-hmm. how many weeks ago? Oh, we finished, oh, it's got to be almost a month ago almost already. A month, no, and that's wow. for those of you who don't know, it's a nine month program. So these guys, these guys go through a lot. What was, what was it like at the beginning? What were some of the biggest, like, things that you went through that really changed i know for me i had a lot of mindset changes and i got a lot of freedom from a lot of things Mm -hmm. so tell us about some of the experiences that you had in the discipleship program yeah absolutely so to start off with i found out about the discipleship program just from being in access and nick was sharing it and i was determined that it was not for me that i wasn't going to do it and i was driving home and really felt holy spirit put on my heart that hey you need to apply apply for the program i was like oh man okay we're gonna do this now and ended up applying the next morning which was the deadline of when you were allowed to apply for and I remember our first retreat going out on the discipleship program it was when we had a huge 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 thunderstorm slash tornado slash we're in the middle of nowhere with no electricity like no bathrooms and like the tents are flooding oh sounds perfect oh yeah it was it was great camping weather and but it was in that time where we got to we got to know everyone. We got to kind of share a, a little bit about ourselves and our testimonies. And that was a big step for me of being open and vulnerable with people that I had no idea who they were. And going throughout the program, that was that was a big obstacle for me was being open to not appearing perfect, of saying, "Hey, I have my faults. I have my doubts. I have my rawness." here it is, here are my questions. Um, But one of the major things that shifted for me during that whole program was the ability and opportunity to learn to be teachable. Because I think we can all be, we can all be learners, we can all sit there and listen and oh yeah, that's great. But to really be open to me, taught and be challenged of saying, hey, Alec, like I'm I'm noticing this in you. Of course, I wouldn't be saying it, Nick or, or Melanie would be saying that, but it's like, hey, I'm noticing this in you. Can we talk about this and can we work through it? That was huge for me. I've never had anyone do that before. Sit me down and say, hey, you have so much potential. This is a major obstacle that's going to be standing in your way. Are you willing to work past this? And having that extra support and accountability through that whole program was extremely vital to who I am as a person and where I see myself going in the future. I cannot speak highly of it enough. My sister actually just applied for it. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see um, if she gets in, how that transforms her life as well. Yeah. It's just, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal program and has transformed my life big time. Yeah, absolutely. How is the discipleship program, you walking through it, all the things that you've learned, how do you feel like it's affected your family life? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So we have a segment during the program. It's basically all about like boundaries and communication. And we have at this point, when we're recording, we have seven adults living in one household. That means seven different viewpoints and opinions and ways of living. So there comes a lot of different communication needs that come with that. Definitely. Oh, yes. Lots of patience and compassion. And through the program, that really, really taught me and put into to layman's terms about what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ, not only in the way that we act, but in the way that we speak and the way that we think. Because often I can, I can you know, talk to my, to my brother and say, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. And then in my head, if I'm still 
like being terrible to him in my thoughts, then I'm like, whoa, that's like totally defeating the whole purpose here. So it's really starting at a micro level of thought, which then goes into words, which then goes into actions. So that was big for me having that laid out in the structure of the program of communication. Communication is key. Communication yeah, can, it, it must not be easy living with seven adults in a, yeah. in a small household it's, out in the middle of nowhere. Yes, it's a little <laughs> challenging. It's nice living in the woods. That way, if you need to take a breather, you can just go out and you can you just go out for a walk with the Lord. Say, Jesus, we need to talk. <laughs> Lord, we need some help now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Bethany, after everything that you learned from that transformational moment, up to the discipleship program and all the way through even with your internship. How has your viewpoint of yourself, your identity changed? What do you what have you learned about yourself and who you are in Christ? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely before my like rededication to the Lord, uh, I had a very, very poor viewpoint of myself, basically saying that I wasn't I wasn't worth anything. I was always fearful about never reaching my potential, the the high bar that I had set for in my head. And kind of after after my come come back to Jesus moment, I was able to make small steps of, okay, getting into God's word. Okay, what 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 does God say about me? And it's like, oh, in Psalms one thirty nine fourteen, He says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow, like I am like like I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, and really resting on that and meditating on that and not being swayed by society's viewpoint of me, whether I'm too tall or too skinny or my hair is brown when it should be blonde or red, but saying, okay, that, all that outward stuff, that all falls away. Like, what are, my, what are my core values here? And I think that what breaks it down to identity of, like, what, what am I standing on? What is my house foundation on? Is it, is it based on my appearance? Is it based on my accolades? Is it based on my academics or... Is it based on the salvation of Christ, the mercy of God, and the guidance of Holy Spirit? That was a major shift for me. Um, Again, just getting into Scripture, I cannot emphasize that enough. There's so much in there, whether you get into the epistles and you get into like Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and Alec. We went through those during our Bible study with Jake and a couple other people really diving down deep into who God calls you because there will always be voices in our head from the devil, from ourselves, from those around us, whether they mean it or not, that try to shape who we should be, who try to bring up who we were and who, what we say we are in the present. And instead of focusing on that, we really need to have an open mindset of saying, okay, I understand what you're saying, how I should be this, but actually, if you read in Ephesians, you know, I'm predestined and lovingly planned, like, I'm a chosen one, I can't be replaced, I can't be taken out of the kingdom, and especially in in the time in society now we live where there's a lot of fear and scare tactics going on, how much more important it is to be foundationed in the word and to always point people back to Jesus. Like we can have our own opinions that we formulated based on research, based on whatever, but in the end all be all, it's all got to point back to Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't care if people remember me, like Alec, I don't care if people remember you. (laughs) I just want them to see. Thank you. I'm not hurt by that at all. I know. I know. I just want (laughs) them to see Jesus through you because 
he just shines. He wants to shine so bright out of his kids. Absolutely. And we, as the the upcoming generation, have such a platform and a power to spread that, to just be a beacon of light in a world that is just shadowed by darkness. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I know I want to talk about like how dedicated you are. I really want to talk about time management because yeah. I know for me and a lot of people, like time management and mm -hmm. priorities can be difficult, especially when you don't know where to start. And I know a, a biggest step could just be like sitting down. Okay, what are my priorities? So mm -hmm. tell us what it looks like for you to really manage your time wisely where you mm -hmm. can, you know, go to bed on time. You could get up early. You can get in the word, you know, and how that fills you up every day. Because in my own personal experience, I know that when you take a break from diving in, you know, you yeah. start to you start to like, you know, Pastor Dwayne explains it like. Your walk really isn't like a like a climb uphill downhill. It's more mm -hmm. like a bike. If you stop pedaling, you're gonna fall. Yeah. You know. So how does that how has that played out in your life? Being dedicated to managing your time and having your priorities in line. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing it kind of brings it back to that personal integrity of what kind of life am I leading when I'm by myself? And always uh, growing up, there was always that you know, like Jesus is right in the room with you, like He sees everything. That was definitely more used as a scare tactic than it's like, hey, Jesus is with you, like this is a good thing. Um, but for me, it was a laying down on paper what hours am I working, what hours do I really need blocked away for that, and I discovered I had so much free time especially in the mornings, because I was not a morning person at all, at all. Growing up, I could sleep easily till noon, and that would just be, I was a happy camper. So it was definitely needing to go through that season of being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable and saying, okay, I, I, I've set, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm waking up at, at 4 a.m., and if that means... Whew, that, 4 a.m. Yes, oh, yes, the lovely pre-dawn routine that I've set but when you say yes to something, it also means you need to say no to something else. So if that means, okay, does that mean that I know I was invited to three different things this week? I'm just going to say yes to one of those, and I'm going to need to say no to the other two because I have intentionally blocked off that time, put it in my schedule. It is a meeting with God, and I'm not going to miss out on a meeting. I'm not going to, just like if I had a meeting with you know Pastor Jake or Pastor Ken, I'm not going to you know, say, oh, well, sorry, I'm not, I'm not feeling it this morning. It puts it into a different perspective of we're not just talking to a spiritual being. You know, we're talking to God, Jesus, and how important that is to hold ourselves accountable to that. Like when I get to heaven, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, not, oh, you shouldn't have set your alarm, you know, kept hitting the snooze button on that, you know. <laughs> was I the, the one sentence that I always go back to is when I want to go back to sleep. I always hear is like Jesus saying, am I not worth it to you? Like if I'm, am I not worth you getting one, two, three less hours of sleep? And that really humbles me and puts me in a place again of surrender of being, oh yeah, I don't have it all figured out. And do I slip up? Do I mess up? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's being able to say, thank you, Jesus, for your grace and move on from that. And yeah. I think if any, I think anyone, anyone can make it work for them. If you really, if you, your work is such a way that you can't wake up in the morning. I know a lot of people that like to dedicate their evenings to that and they're up till 1am praising with Jesus. And that's awesome. It's not, you're not more holy or more spiritual if you wake up at a certain hour. It's the intentionality that you put behind it. 
Yeah, absolutely. You hit on one thing that I wanted to ask you about. What is, what did it look like for you and your personal experience, the balance between, you know, being dedicated, but also not beating yourself up when you maybe missed a day? What did that look like for you? Yeah, for me, it was shifting my mindset to not being a ritualistic thing of it's like, hey, I need to get up at four and then at four, I'm going to read my Bible for 15 minutes and then I'll dedicate 15 minutes to prayer and then I'll do this and then I'll do that and really missing out on the genuine authenticity of it. But realizing that, again, it brings it all back to we're not perfect and that's okay and recognizing that we can just use these opportunities to grow and be more honest with ourselves and honest with God, because that brings us into a state of humility, absolutely. which Holy Spirit's able to work so much more in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for your time today. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed this and you really learned something from it, and we'll see you next time on the Access Podcast. See you later.